But before I focus on complaining or thinking these negative thoughts, am I doing the most I can with what I have with the time that's been given to me? That's what led me on the mission to truly learn more, do more and be more to increase the those quality of my life. Our next generation needs us now more than ever to show them what it means to live a happy, healthy, wholehearted life. Balance Period is here to equip you with the tools you need to incrementally improve your quality of life and be the best example possible for our next generation. Let's learn and grow together. Welcome back to another episode of the Balance Period Podcast, the show where we equip you with the tools you need to more mindfully manage your energy so you can feel good, function at your best, and lead by example. I am one of your hosts, Raymond Shield, aka Recovery Ray. As you can see, Nick isn't here with us today. He is here in spirit, though, and we look forward to having him back on the show soon. But before I introduce our first guest for Men's Mental Health Awareness Month, I have a couple things that I want to share. First and foremost, I want to let you all know that we have created a Facebook group and it is called Generational Wellness Creators by Balance Period. It's a private group, but you can find a link to that on any of the links in our bios on social media. But this group is designed to be an outlet for the show and for our brand as a whole to where we're able to build a community around individuals who are committed to investing in their wellness and creating generational wellness, which is passing down healthy habits from one generation of a family to the next. So definitely check us out there. We'll have a segment on there called Wellness Wednesdays, where I hop on live and then just share some of the ways that I'm investing in my wellness. And we'll have a dialogue around a lot of topics centered around ways that we can incrementally improve our quality of life. So definitely check us out there. The second thing is what we normally start the show with, which is a mindful moment. And so as we continue to talk about mental health and expand our awareness of our own mental health, it's important to have tools and tactics that we can turn to that will help us maintain a mindful and present perspective so that we can be more responsive instead of reactive to the things that we experience internally. So breathing is a fantastic way to do that, as you all know. And I'm going to guide us through two rounds of four, seven, eight breathing, four, seven, eight breathing, four second inhale, seven second hold, eight second exhale. And this is a fantastic breathing pattern to help us activate our parasympathetic nervous system, which is our rest and digest system, allows us to calm down from the inside out so that we can be more responsive instead of reactive. So I'm gonna guide us through a couple rounds of that. And then I'm just gonna have you pause and just be with yourself. Notice what's happening internally. And if you notice that your mind wanders from you focusing on your breath, I just want you to gently bring your awareness back to your breathing, all right? So I'm gonna guide us through a couple rounds, give us some space just to be, and then I'll introduce our guest for the show, all right? Three, two, one. Inhale, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, five, six, seven, exhale, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, inhale, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, five, six, seven, exhale, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Continue to breathe in your normal breathing pattern. Notice the sensations you feel as you inhale 
and exhale. If your mind wanders from your breath, gently bring your awareness back to your breathing and the sensations that you experience as you breathe. If your eyes are closed, gently begin to blink them open. Thank you for participating in today's mindful moments. Yes, as I say, often after these experiences that we share with you, this is practice. This is practice. And it is the repetition that you put in to intentionally breathing that will help you be able to utilize it as a tool in moments that matter the most for you. Okay, so keep that in mind. All right. So as you all know, last month we had four fantastic, sensational stories of women and their mental health journey. But for the month of June, we are sharing now stories of men and their mental health journey. So fellas, get ready to hear some sensational stories and to learn some ways that you can continue to invest in your mental health from this month forward. All right. So the guest that we have for today is a guest that we have had on the show before. It was episode 106. And man, I have known this brother for a long time. We have been on our personal development journeys together since around 2017, 2018. And the growth that I have witnessed in his life has been amazing. I'm grateful to have him as a peer mentor and as a friend because he keeps me accountable as I continue to develop into a better version of myself on a regular basis. And so I'm excited to have him here to share his mental health story with us today. He is a transformational thought leader. He is a speaker, powerful speaker. I've got to throw that word in there. And he's also the creator of the Take Care Life Coaching Program. Help me welcome to the show, Dr. Josh Posley. Not a doctor yet, but he'll get there. Josh Posley. How are you doing today, Josh? I'm I'm doing excellent, man. Thank you for having me. How are you? I, I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. And like I said before, I'm excited to have you here to have this conversation. I know you shared a bit of your story back in episode 106, but I'm really looking forward to diving a little bit deeper into your journey of mental health and how you made it to where you are today. But before we do that, I want to give you the space to share who you are, what you do, and what inspires you. Okay. Uh, so again, thank you. I just want to express gratitude just for even being on the show. I know that you have a, a large network. You can ask anybody else to be on there on here. So I don't take that lightly. Um, I'm Joshua Posley. I'm a purpose driven transformational thought leader. My purpose is to uplift, inspire and empower others to learn more, to do more and to be more. And ultimately my life mission is to be the example as I teach the world, the importance and the power of investing in our personal growth and development journey so that we can live a life abundantly above what we can ask or think. Now that that small section at the end, abundantly above what we can ask or think, if you if you know me, if you follow me on my platforms, you'll see that I talk about that section a lot. That comes from my favorite scripture, Ephesians chapter three, verse 20 says, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above what we can ask or think. But that's according to the power that works within us. So ultimately my main inspiration is how can I get that abundantly above what I can ask or think uh, according to what I do with my time, attention, and energy to bring forth these things? Um, ultimately, going on my mental health journey, I realized the importance of uh, 
that we can bring about anything that we can imagine based on how we think, the habits that we practice, as you always say, and uh, what we do uh, consistently. And so, yeah, ultimately, just I'm, I'm in the business of just making sure my mind is in order, my actions are in harmony with those thoughts so I can bring forth the future that I believe that we should all experience, which is a prosperous, abundant future. Yeah, that's powerful, man. Thank you. Thank you for the work that you do. I know we kind of work alongside each other, and it's nice to have someone else in a similar space that is pushing the message of investing in your wellness because it's just important, not only for us and our quality of life, but the quality of life that we are showing our next generation that they can live too. So thank you for the work that you do. For Absolutely. Sure. All right. So before we dive into his mental health journey, I just want to say you you looking fresh today. I like that shirt. <laughs> Shout out to the Balance Period shirt. This is my favorite shirt. I'm not going to lie. This, this shirt is top tier. I'm not even going to wash it. I got to take it to the dry cleaner. <laughs> See, I keep I keep mine hung up in the closet too. So I, I keep it hung. I wash it, but I don't throw it in the dryer. I, I keep it hung, you know. I care for it different. See, See, you a good one. I don't even fold it. Just take it to the dry cleaner and hang it up. You see, it's crispy. Man, that's, it is, it is. I like it. <laughs> if you haven't got yours yet, go to shop.balanceperiod.com. Count the piece over perfection, T. All right. So let's dive into your mental health journey. All right. Now you can take it as far back as you see fit, but I just want to know a little bit more about your experience with mental health and kind of how you've made it to where you are today along that journey. So I will say the deepest awareness of it came, started in 2017. Um, but prior to that, just I will say starting in about 2012 is the earliest that, that I can go back and see uh, different times that I just was aware of really um, been in an uncomfortable mental state. So, um, and I would say 2012, I started off playing football, University of Cincinnati. Uh, that was the first really uncomfortable feeling that I had being away from home. Um, I was playing football at a top 25 school, had a lot of pressure to be a true freshman, uh, just really getting used to adulthood. And, and I graduated early from high school. I only did one semester of my senior year. And then in January, I was enrolled as a freshman at Cincinnati. So I, um, yeah, it was, it was uncomfortable. I felt like I was kind of thrown in the fire in a lot of situations. And so that started things being uncomfortable. Um, throughout that time, I dealt with some things of um, uh, coaches that tried to make my experience, my college experience, not, not good going into my sophomore year. My parents got a divorce. I experienced several deaths and things relationship was not going how I wanted it to go but again I'm unaware of what mental health is what it looks like for somebody to have good mental health and at the time that I wasn't really educated on the true power of mental health at all and so I'm thinking that bad mental health means that you have like schizophrenia you have some severe uh, mental health disorder but not being aware of all the aspects of what it truly means to have um, good, healthy mental health. Also, uh, going back, uh, fast forward, going to 2017, um, reached my lifelong dream of dream of playing in the NFL, and um, got it taken away from me. I had an injury. I tore my pectoral muscle here. Felt like all of this kind of just ripped out. Um, had surgery. Was blessed to get another opportunity to play 
with the Chicago Bears. I'm balling. I'm on the practice field. I'm doing my thing. And it gets torn again. And having my lifelong dream achieved, but then getting it taken away from me after I felt like I put all the time, attention, energy into the necessary areas to be a student of the game, to eat right, to stay out of trouble, to not do certain things that I know weren't going to help me along my journey. And to see that I put all of everything that I have into this, um, into my craft and did not get that back as I felt like I should have received the results that I was working for, it really took a toll on me. Um, then um, the relationship that I was in, my emotional intelligence and my emotional maturity was not as it should be. I realized later on that there's a lot of things that um, I allow externally to dictate how I feel internally. But once I realized that gap, that I no longer had to be controlled by the things that went on outside of me or I'm my emotions are not dictated by things that happen in my external world. Once I was able to understand that, I read a couple books. Um, I read The Power of Your Subconscious Mind, As a Man Thinketh by James Allen, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Ecker, and then I read The Way of the Superior Man by David Detta. Those those uh, books really showed me the importance of really honing into my mind and that everything that I'm experiencing in my life is a, is a seed, is a result of the way I think, what I place my attention to, what's a part of my mental diet, the things I listen to, the things I read, the things I watch, and everything for me, the mental health struggles from stress, anxiety, all of these different things are a result of how I choose to place my attention on certain things or how I've been conditioned to think. So uh, just throughout that journey of reading those four books, I really understood the power of um, everything that I place my time, my attention and my energy to. It really showed me that I have full accountability of the trajectory of what my mental health looks like. And it's a journey. Uh, I'm not saying that I have perfected that. I'm still growing every day. Uh, I'll be growing until the day that I die. So it's, it's a complete journey of uh, progressing my mental health to the best of my ability. But um, but yeah, so understanding the full accountability I have for the trajectory of what my mental health looks like due to the things that I place my attention to was everything. Mm. Yeah, that's powerful. That's powerful because similarly along my journey, there was a time when I wasn't paying attention to the effect that my mental health was having on my external reality. And so once you are aware of it, like you said, it is a journey to go through the process of continuing to expand your awareness and then to make the internal changes necessary to begin to get different results based on what you're experiencing externally, whether it's in your control or not. Right. And so I think it's powerful right. that you highlighted the fact that it is a journey. It's a continual process. I see it as like, you know, we shower every day. We eat every day. You know, tuning into what you're experiencing internally is worth doing daily. And it's necessary to do daily in order to maintain a healthy mental and emotional space, right, for yourself. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I do want to talk a little bit about some of the intricacies, right, in making those adjustments internally. I know you mentioned just doing things like paying attention to where your attention and energy was going. Also, what you're listening to, what you're reading, what you're watching. So can you talk about what that process looked like for you 
to notice that there were ways that you were responding to things internally and externally that weren't really serving a useful purpose anymore. And then you were going to decide to make different choices moving forward. What did that look like for you? So at the beginning, when I first became aware of this, I heard an analogy in the book, The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. He says, where your attention goes, energy flows and results show. Okay. Where attention goes, energy flows and results show, which means that I'm going to reap the result of anything that I place my attention to because I obviously I put my energy into those things. So I had to look at, okay, what are the results that I'm getting in my life? And do they help me on this journey of me becoming who I aspire to be? Okay. And that's, that happened because of reflection. I was only able to figure that out through reflection. Once I reflected and I see that these are not the results that, that I want that, that serve me to get on that journey of closer and closer to becoming who that I was the, the person that I was designed to be. Then I had to, okay, take inventory of the things that I place my attention to. These things aren't serving me. These things aren't the best use of my time. These things aren't helping me progress. These things aren't helping me learn more, do more, or be more or anything. So I need to reevaluate how I place my energy. Now, on a practical way, I use a planner. I write down what my priorities are, the things that I'm grateful for, what are my biggest wins, how I, how I will improve. It's the different things of how I want to spend my time throughout the day. So since I know before that I wasn't spending my energy accordingly, I need to now be more intentional with what my time looks like throughout the day so that I'm putting my energy to things that are purposeful. That's number one. Number two um, I read the book, Asking It Is Given. The book is a powerful, powerful book. I highly recommend that book. In that book, it talks about the 22 uh, emotions on the emotional guidance scale. It says it, it, at the top, the highest pure emotion that you can feel is the love, compassion, enthusiasm, all of these things. The lowest emotion on the 22 is the fear, guilt, depression, anxiety, those sort of thoughts. So once I started to get deeper and deeper into my mindfulness practice, I was able to stop and be present of the way that I feel and associate that with these thoughts that I'm thinking in my head. I can completely define which emotion that is, how it physically makes me feel, and how I can exchange that with the thoughts that I want to feel, which gives me power again, because now I, I am not just dictated by outside circumstances to force me to condition me to, to feel a certain way, I can stop, be present of the emotions that I feel, understand how that's physically making me feel, and choose how I am going to feel instead. Now, everything is easier said than done, just because I decide to feel a certain way or think a different way, it doesn't mean it's going to happen automatically, but it's the gradual and the consistent practice of it. And that's why I said that it's all the journey, because the closer and closer and the the more that I become aware of that, the more I will be able to master my mind. And instead of being conditioned to react emotionally in one way, I can now train my mind and condition myself to fully operate in love, peace, joy, happiness, and these things unconditionally. Right. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate you referencing Asking It Is Given. Um, that is a powerful book. I do highly recommend our listeners go check that out too. As we think about life 
and especially in mental health journeys, you experience some highs and you also experience lows. And so in those moments when you experienced a low point mentally, how did you go about bringing yourself back to a place where you wanted to be? Because I know sometimes it can be hard. And I know personally, I didn't really think about asking people for help in those moments. I think it was just a, a conditioned response to feeling like I'm at a low point. It's like, I got to figure this out on my own. But I've learned over the years that it was important for me to reach out and to, to have a support system to help me in those low times. So what did that look like for you? Was it reaching out to to certain individuals? Was it having a therapist? How did you go about getting yourself from a low point mentally to where it is that you wanted to be? I would say the power of relationships is just remarkable. Um, from peer mentors to accountability partners to just genuine friends. Um, I would say that I have a powerful group of uh, friends that keep me accountable and that help me progress and help me maintain a present perspective, or as you say, a positive present perspective of the of the circumstances. So one way that, that they have helped me do that is, so a situation can happen, okay? One of my favorite quotes ever is that nothing has meaning but the meaning you give it. So nothing is either good or bad, but I think it makes it so. So since I know that all these situations are neutral, if I associate them with a negative connotation or, or something, that means that my perspective is is out of whack. That's what it means for me. In, in my relationships and in, in my core friend group, I can talk to them and they can give me a present perspective and under, and let me know how, in one way or another, that the way that I'm going about this is conditioned to pass from past experiences or or things that have gone on that I would associate them with in the past. So I would say the power of relationships is everything. Um, I would say I get into a lot of knowledge. I really am a, a thought leader. The, the only way that I can be an effective thought leader is if I, number one, take the time to, to learn. Um, I learn a lot from podcasts, from YouTube videos, or certain Instagram accounts that pour into me in the way that I need to be poured into. Uh, my dad is a huge mentor for me. You are a great mentor. So I really set out all the things of who I want to learn from and how I best receive knowledge. So it's how I can learn. And I maintain that neutral perspective on things so that I'm able to, to learn from these situations. Um, I, I have talked to, to therapists. I highly recommend that. Um, very, very, very effective. Once I learned to put my pride aside and uh, address aspects of my ego that, that made me have some sort of anxiety uh, to talk to somebody and be transparent and vulnerable with these things, it's really a it's really a, a freeing feeling but um yeah i would say that those are the, those are the main two things that helped me in those those low points nice nice yeah it is definitely um a practice in and of itself to release some of those conditioned thought patterns to say that nah it's all me i'm doing this on my own i'm gonna figure it out to bring some people in that you trust to to help you get beyond 
um, get beyond those low points. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Wouldn't it be nice to have a reminder to pause, breathe, and reconnect to the present moment? You can now get yourself a piece of mindful merch from the Balance Period store that will help you do just that. Each item in our store rocks our logo, which is designed to prompt you to pause, observe a deep breath, and remember that you are whole and you are enough, and you have everything you need in this moment to experience peace, regardless of what's happening outside of your control. As a listener of this podcast, you get free shipping on any order from the Balance Period store. Just use the code PODCAST at checkout to get your discount. Visit shop.balanceperiod.com and get your mindful merch today. That's shop.balanceperiod.com. Enjoy the rest of the show. All right. So let's go into the last few questions here. The first is going to be on some of the habits that you practice to help you maintain optimal mental and emotional well-being. So what are some of those things that you do on a daily basis to promote your mental health? So first and foremost, my morning routine is crucial. Like I try not to do anything, not even trying. I don't do anything with before doing my morning routine. My morning routine is a, is a set of things that I do to keep my mind to, to number one, set the tone of my day so that I, it keeps my mind in order of how I want to think as I progress on throughout the day, because I can plan out my day. I can say how I want my day to go, but nine times out of 10, it's not going to go exactly how I plan for it to be. So I need to learn how to adapt to how the day is going to go. But in order for me to effectively adapt, I need to put myself in the right mental space to even be able to do that. So with that being said, I do the same thing every day. I wake up, I grab my phone to go to my Bible app. I read the read the verse of the day, set my phone down. I'll go out and I actually have them right here. I go out and well, then I'll read a, a devotional. It's a small scripture about a paragraph or a paragraph and a half of, you know, explaining what that devotion of the day is and then a prayer at the end. So after that, I'll get into my journal. So I'll journaling. Journaling has been crucial for me. I used to have really bad social anxiety as far as articulating my thoughts. And it's crazy to think that I'm a public speaker now when I used to be super nervous to get in front of people and speak at all. But one of the biggest things that helped me be able to speak effectively is to become fully aware of the things that's going on in my mind. And journaling has helped me do that to a T. So after I journal, mm-hmm. then I get into my, my planner. Uh, the planner that I use right now, the Take Care Planner is about to come out very soon, so everybody stay tuned. But the planner that I use right now is the Panda Planner. The reason why I like this planner so much is that, number one, it helps me get focused for the week. Um, it has me reflect on last week, but my, my biggest wins of last week, and then how am I going to improve this? What are two ways that I can set aside that I'm going to improve this week? What are the things that I'm going to do to make this week great in my work life, personal life, family and family and friends, uh, relationship? Uh, so it, it really just ha- has you map out a lot of different things, mapping out your goals. But on the daily part of it, it helps me get things into perspective. What is my focus of the day? How am I going to exercise today? 
What is the daily habit that I'm working on improving? What are three things that I'm grateful for? So those are the type of questions that I need to keep my mind in order. After that, I go to the gym, uh, get my blood flowing. Um, I, and number not, not only does it help my physical body, it helps me to practice a daily discipline. Um, so yeah, it just helps me with my consistency. After that, <laughs> after that, I eat the same breakfast every day. Uh, my my oatmeal. Uh, gotta get the the cinnamon in there. Get the blueberries. It's good for your brain health. Uh, good for antioxidants. It helps your brain function. But uh, doing those things, it helps me. Um, just go about the day, put my best foot forward. Because if I don't do that, I'll wake up, look at my phone, go to social media, and I just talked about that I'm going to get some sort of result of the things that I place my attention to. So I don't choose my thoughts in the morning. I'm just influenced by what I see from social media or let's say it's from mm-hmm. a text message or a call or something. Or if I just get up and just, okay, start working and getting into things I haven't even properly prepared to put myself in the right mental space to be able to, to work effectively. So that, mm-hmm. that morning routine, and I, and I do a lot of different things for my mental health, but that is non-negotiable. My morning routine is non-negotiable. Mm, I like that. I like that, yeah. In the balance blueprint, step five, we talk about boundaries. And we talk about setting non-negotiable boundaries around the self-care habits that you find to help you feel good so you can function at your best. So it's fantastic to hear that you've taken your whole morning routine and say, no, nah, this is non-negotiable. I'm doing this every day because I know this is setting me up for success. So that's fantastic. And for y'all listening, rewind that back, listen to this morning routine and think about what you spend your time in the morning doing. And, you know, think about if there's ways for you to make some adjustments on where you're investing your energy to start your day and see if you'll get some different results as you continue along your journey. All right. Now, the last two questions here, I'm actually switching up the second to last question because you were on the show before and you answered it, which is normally what are the three words that you use to describe the relationship you have with yourself? But today I want to ask, what are your three innermost values and why are they your values? So, excellent question. I've been waiting this whole time for you to ask me this. Um, three things. The, the first, first and foremost is love. Love. Um, I am a Christian. I am a person who strives to be Christ-like in several ways. That's non-judgmental. That's expressing love, joy, peace, happiness, grace to people. Uh, but the reason why it's love is because I believe that love is the most powerful emotion that that we can experience. I wouldn't trade experiencing love for experiencing any other emotion. So with with that being said, I want to always act out of love. I think that I, I have become aware of when I'm acting out of fear or anxiety, or anything that's that's not positive is really just a lack of love. And I feel like for me, me operating in love is a solution to all of these things for me to fully express who I truly am at, at my core. And then if there's a scripture that says this thing uh, that, that I commend you to, that you express love one toward the other. So I would say love is first and foremost. Number two is service. I'm committed to being of service, um, whether that is uh, pouring into someone, wh- whether that is me teaching someone the principles of growth and development, 
whether that is just me being there or listening to someone, whatever that looks like, I'm here to express love and then be of service to people. The, the third thing, the, my values, is operating in excellence. That has really been the chapter of my life that I've been in for some months now, and I think that I'll be on the, this journey indefinitely. I was listening to a Bible study, and he was saying that there's a difference between uh, someone being anointed to do something, anointed meaning you have uh, gifts and talents, you have abilities that you were just born with. But you can be anointed to do something. And he said you can be anointed and be a bum. What he was trying to say is that you can be blessed with these gifts, talents, and abilities, but do nothing with them. But the way that you do the most you can with what you have to reap the greatest result possible is by truly operating in excellence. And what that means is how do you show up? How consistent are you? How disciplined are you? How committed are you? Are you, are you committed to operating in excellence or are you just i would like to operate in excellence or i just uh, i'm just appreciative of having those gifts okay but what are you doing with those gifts to cultivate the greatest version of you possible so i'm committed to three things i'm committed to my values of expressing love operating in love being of service to people and operating in excellence mm. And that is powerful and so eloquently put, as you talked about before. Awesome to see how you transform into this transformational thought leader, speaker, someone who can take a point and just share it in a way that is just beautiful. So thank you for that. I love it. I love those three. I know I definitely look to operate out of love too, um, but the, the most interesting one for me was excellence. I really like how you were able to break that down and talk about the difference in, in your ability to execute in excellence and a lot of it from what i from what i gathered is just your intention behind what it is that you're doing and from what it sounds like all three of these work together for you to where you're doing all three of these together which helps to amplify each one which is huge so thank you once again for sharing those with us absolutely thank you thank you all right the last question you've answered this one before but i'm interested to see if your if your message is a little bit different so you have the ears of the entire world and you have one minute. What message would you share with the world? What message would I share with the world? I would say the topic of, of excellence. I remember back in 2018, I was working at Roche and I was dealing with the customer. At the end of the call, I was annoyed. I was doing my job as effectively as I could. I was in a period of time where I was just irritable. I was uncomfortable. So I was ready for the work day to be over. I did not like going to work at all. At the end of this call, he said, hey, Josh, thank you for helping me. Also, make sure you're doing the most you can with what you have while you can. I was like, wow, make sure I'm doing the most I can with what I have while I can. So I'm spending my time soaking in my sorrows. I'm spending my time putting my energy into things that are not the best use of my time to help me become who God has truly designed me to be. But before I focus on complaining or thinking these negative thoughts, am I doing the most I can with what I have with the time that's been given to me? That's what led me on the mission to truly learn more, do more and be more to increase the load quality of my life. So since I put the effort to learn more, do more and be more, it showed me that I have the accountability to really create the future that I want. 
I'm sure all of us that's listening to this podcast, if you can identify 10 things that will make your life better, I think we can do that immediately. But the person that you want to become is learnable and it is attainable due to how we put our time, our attention, and our energy to things, how we uh, operate with our mental diet, how we express our true values, the, the boundaries that we have for ourselves, and to ask ourselves, are we truly committed to things? Now, I know that things are, are difficult at times. Life isn't the easiest, but I was having a conversation with Tamika Ketchens, and she gave me one of the most powerful quotes. She said that there are no difficult things in life. Certain things just require more commitment than others. So I was like, wow. So before I complain, before I just talk about the struggle of things, before I focus on what I don't have and what things could be, am I fully committed to get, am I fully committed to learning more, doing more, being more, so that I can fully operate in excellence to bring forth the life that I know I deserve and that I know life is supposed to be lived. So you have that ability, just be accountable, be committed, focus on the things that you place your time, your attention and your energy to and that life that you have always dreamed of, that you fully strive for, it is learnable and it is attainable. Man, there we go. Thank you. Thank you so much for that message. Similar to his morning routine, play that back, run that back, and uh, pull out all those gems that he just dropped for us. All right. So I want to give you the space now, Josh, to share with everyone how they can get in contact with you and how they can support what it is that you're working on right now. So number one, again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me be a part of this podcast. I don't take it lightly. This is one of my favorite podcasts of all time. God's on the truth. You can check my listening history. Um, so you can follow me on my social media. It's all the same on every platform. It's J Posley underscore. It's J P O S L E Y underscore. That's on Instagram. That's TikTok. That's Twitter. All of these things. Um, also, you can follow my Instagram page for my Take Care Life Coaching Program, where we focus on. Uh, teaching the principles of growth so we can increase our quality of life. And on Instagram, that is at X underscore take care. And this is the first time I'm announcing this. So this is a world premiere that I'm opening up one-on-ones again. I, I took a little bit of time to get get the group coaching and I'm still going to do that more. But uh, for this quarter, I'm doing heavily on the, the one-on-ones until, until we transition. So you can go to my website. It is J. P-O-S-L-E-Y-L-L-C.com. So it's jposeyllc.com. Just click on the Take Care tab. That's where I take care of life coaching, and you can book a session. So I look forward to connecting with you all soon. We have a lot of great things coming out from our planners to our journals, our one-on-ones, our, our guide. Just focus on operating in love, being of service to you, and then operating in excellence. I love that. We will be sure to link everything that Josh just mentioned in the show notes. So Definitely check out his website, check him out on social media, and get connected with what he has going on. All right, so we have made it to the end of this fantastic episode. I'm going to leave us with some final words. As always, we are unable to fill anyone else's cup if our cup is empty, so be sure to prioritize time for self-care. Continue to learn, continue to grow, and develop your sustainable self-care system. Lastly, 
You don't have to be perfect in order to be great. So be patient with yourself and be kind to yourself as you travel along this journey of developing into the best version of you. Remember, all you have to do to improve your quality of life and become the change that you want to see in your family and community is get started and keep going. So thank you all once again for tuning into this episode of the Balance Period Podcast, and we look forward to having you tune in next week for our next show. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Balance Period Podcast. If this was your first time listening, welcome. We ask that you listen to three episodes of the show and pull out one thing that you learn from each to incorporate into your daily lives. If you are a returning listener, we appreciate your continued support. As you know, all we ask is that you take something that you learn from today's episode and use it to continue to develop your sustainable self-care system. For both new and long-time listeners, there's one more thing that we ask. Don't just take what you learn to improve your quality of life. Share this show with one other person so they can do the same. Lastly, be sure to prioritize time each day to pause, breathe, and remember that you are whole and you are enough, and you have everything you need in this moment to experience peace, regardless of what's happening outside of your control. Enjoy the rest of your day.